We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me now, Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. And we're going to talk about... I I want to... I don't want to talk about Brock Purdy's MVP case. I want to talk about just kind of a big picture discourse. But before we do that, we also chat with Aaron Schatz of the FTN Network. Really, really smart analytics guru and he he had some interesting things to say he created dvoa that okay there that's easy uh, <laughs> really smart really okay. smart guy uh and hearing him compare this 49ers team to some past 49ers teams and and some historically great teams is really interesting and we also get his mvp take but before we do all that Let's tell you about our friends over at Lamb Chops, sglambchops.com. Check out the Fall and Winter Collection. There's a hoodie, there's sweats, there's a new t-shirt out, there's a Letterman-style jacket that is super sick. It's like a murdered out, like leather sleeves with the with the wool uh, body. It is really, really cool and high quality, comfortable, looks dope. I don't know what other boxes you need to check, Chris. It's the most important thing. It's looking dope. Yep. But I have, my, I have my... Oh. Uh, I have, <laughs> I have my sweatshorts on right now. They got the zippered pockets. They got the drawstrings. Great for around the house. Great for going out. Maybe not when it's cold out, but you know what? They also have joggers that are great for when it's cold out. So shout out to Lamb Chops. They got gear for for every scenario. It's my go-to the ash gray hoodie in the mornings. It's cold as hell when I wake up. I wake up at 3.30 in the morning. It is so damn cold. I throw that thing on while I'm getting ready. I wear it while I drive to work. And it's it's my my favorite article of clothing right now. You can get yours today at sglambchops.com. Promo code CANDLESTICK20 to get 20% off your order. Join the herd today. We're also sponsored by Cooper's Brewing. Uh, shout out to my neighbor or somebody who's friends with one of my neighbors or dating one of my neighbors. I don't know exactly what he's doing in the neighborhood, but shout out to him. Guy in the Deion Sanders jersey who I gave some Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA to. He has not... I haven't seen him since, but I'm sure he loved the beer as you will too. And you can get some at cooperagebrewing.com. I don't Hell know yeah. what he does in the neighborhood. But... <laughs> Dude, just he's, he's got, he's Candlestick Chronicles, Hazy IPA and vibes. Maybe he's That's loitering. About him. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just, he's just a transient, just hanging about, hanging about the neighborhood. But his beer game is, is... getting into doing various skullduggery. <laughs> his beer game is about as good as it could possibly be. Yeah. Because anytime you have Cooperage, that's what your beer game is. Yeah, uh, Cooperage, 
we know how good the beer is. We know how good the beer in Santa Rosa is. And I would put it up against anything. I, I say that over and over again. I can't reiterate it enough. Um, IPAs, hazy IPAs, hazy pale ales, uh, mm. seltzers. Um, if you like wheat beer, if you like uh, oatmeal stouts, I got everything. It's all good there. The vibes are great. The food is good in the food trucks. So if you can get to the brewery in Santa Rosa, go. If you can order beer anywhere within the state of California, um, obviously do that. It must be 21, of course, but uh, getting it delivered right to your door is chef's kiss. It's, it's really good. The very best. It's the Tommy DeVito of beer delivery. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> Hey, Tommy uh, DeVito punched the Niners playoff ticket. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, the Niners clinched the playoff spot, by the way, since we last talked. <laughs> FYI. Shocker. Shocker. All right. News. Shout out Candlestick Chronicle. Uh, shout out, shout out Chronicle. Shout out to us. Shout out to Cooper's Brewing <laughs> and shout out to uh, SG Lamb Chops. Let's dive in and then chat with Aaron Shots. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. I want to talk about the Brock Purdy MVP discourse because obviously there's there's like two sides of it, right? You've got somebody like my buddy Doug Farrar at Touchdown Wire who's like, this is an MVP candidate right now. And then you have Las Vegas Sportsbooks who have Brock Purdy as a top two MVP candidate. And then you have the other side where you have your Steven Ruiz's of the world who's like, this guy's ass. And that seems to be kind of the the two extremes of this debate. I thought Ben Solak, also from The Ringer, had a pretty down the middle take on the whole thing that I didn't I didn't hate. And <laughs> I saw some responses to this that were like, wow, you hate Brock Purdy, you're so biased. Da 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 da. And more or less Solak put out a video that breaks down the film of, of Brock Purdy, what he likes and what he doesn't like. And the takeaway for him was and this is quoting from his Twitter, uh, at Benjamin Solak on Twitter. I think Brock Purdy is good. He's accurate and makes good decisions and can move. I also don't think Brock Purdy should win MVP because I think other quarterbacks are better and have to do more with less. So, I I don't, like, fine. Like, that's, I don't, <laughs> I don't disagree, necessarily, like, hate the take. And yeah. I don't think he hates Brock Purdy or anything, and I don't think he said anything egregious. Like, if you don't, for me, if you don't think Brock Purdy is the MVP of the league, I think that's fine. I think acknowledging that he's playing well and he's at least positioned himself to be in the conversation, yeah, is is probably the right take, right? Like, mm-hmm. all the numbers to this point are overwhelming, right? Like Nick Wagner, our buddy, tweeted out the the um, EPA per drop back and the yards per attempt on throws at every level of the field. And Brock Purdy is either first or second. I think he's first in all of them until you get to 20 and then he's second. So there's no level of the field to where like you can say Brock Purdy is not good. Now is, is part of that, the scheme that he's in? Sure. Is part of that, the players that are surrounding him? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we can use any of that against him. And, you know, we, 
keep saying it over and over again, like Peyton Manning had an elite supporting cast when he had Andrew and James and Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had he had an insane supporting cast when he was with the Denver Broncos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady had Randy Moss, Joe Montana had Jerry Rice, Steve Young had Jerry Rice, and, and Bill Walsh was obviously pulling the strings. So I, I just can't participate in the part of the conversation where, you know, he like people that there's a segment of of people who believe that he's like the 20th best quarterback in the league and he's just being carried by by the supporting cast and Kyle Shanahan and all of that. I, I I think we just have to acknowledge that two things can be true. He's playing at a high level and he's in a great system. That's the only way you get to the production that the 49ers have offensively. They have the best offense in the league per Aaron shots, the DVO like with DVOA, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're you, all the counting stats, the eye test, everything says the 49ers have the best offense in the league. And yeah, the skill players are obviously a part of that, but Jimmy Garoppolo had the same set of skill players and the 49ers offense didn't look anything look like it looks right now, at least from an explosive play standpoint, right? Like the mm-hmm. 49ers offense was very limited when Jimmy Garoppolo was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now with Brock Purdy, it feels almost limitless, right? Like you can push the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. You can make plays outside of structure. So I think to me, the MVP conversation, I think I said it last week or, or a couple weeks ago that it's more emblematic of there not being a really awesome candidate, the fact mm-hmm. that Brock Purdy's in it, but to dismiss him entirely and and not acknowledge that he is playing at a high level, um, I think is I think is frankly just wrong. So if I don't have any problem with anybody who doesn't believe Brock Purdy's not the MVP, right? Yeah, like I, I agree. I personally think he's having a better season than Dak Prescott. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, maybe Dak Prescott has a higher degree of difficulty, but it's not like Dak Prescott has a terrible group of supporting of, of of weapons that he's throwing to either, or he's playing (laughs) opposite of bad defense either. Right. Right. Like, so, and we saw when (laughs) properties outplayed Dak Prescott, when they've been on the same field twice, including in the playoffs. I, not that, I my not only, that last my only gripe, my game. only, my only gripe with that is that the 49ers just top to bottom have just been better than Dallas. Yeah. But Dallas, you know, like, I don't. And again, like that last year, the I'm, quarterbacks don't play against each other. Is the thing. No, I know. And, and obviously last year's playoff game doesn't factor into the MVP discussion, mm-hmm. but I think there's like, there, there's, there's this thought that like, Oh, there's no way that Brock Purdy can be as good as Dak Prescott. It's like, and that's that's separate from the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. I just like how like like sh- explain to me exactly how Dak Prescott is so much better than Brock Purdy when we've seen, you know, what based on the evidence that we have, it's like we we need Brock Purdy to like to play with a terrible team and to uh, to you know, to like fall behind by 40 points and come back and, and lead his team to victory before we can really be like convinced. And yeah, like he doesn't dynamite analysis here. He, well, he's not look, the reason why Patrick Mahomes is so much equity in all these conversations is because he does have all the fourth quarter comebacks, right. Including in super bowls. Right. Like he, he has that equity to be like, all right, I can drag like a team that's struggling or a team that's down. And we haven't necessarily seen that from Brock Purdy yet. But the point here is when it comes to the MVP conversation, who around the league is that guy right now? Mm. And if there isn't really that guy, then like what 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 is Brock Purdy not do like what is Brock Purdy not doing that he needs to do 
for 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 him to get more consideration. Yeah, it's just it is he's too short and doesn't have a big enough armor. Ergo, he'll never be the MVP of the league. But right, like, and, and you... my point, my point would be that's a scouting conversation. That's a team building conversation. That's yeah. not the MVP conversation. Yeah, if it, yeah, if you want to say I'm not sure I would pay Brock Purdy in two years fifty million dollars a year. Okay, like let's talk about that. Like let's have a very real conversation about that. But I don't. I think it comes down to. Honestly, this is okay. So let let's just say the let's say it's Dak Prescott and and, and Brock Purdy. Let, let, Tyree Kill doesn't get to two hundred and two thousand two hundred yards or whatever the heck number. And let's just say that both teams went out. Niners are the one seed. Cowboys are the two seed. They have the same record, and they have just kind of they continue the trajectory they're on. I honestly think it's going to come down to which voters look solely at counting stats. And which ones dig into like downfield passing numbers, and uh, th- that's uh, uh, yards created, you know, after contact and throws behind the line of scrimmage, and all these, all those kind of stats. I don't. If that's what they're going to look at, then fine. I, I don't. But if it comes down to just counting stats and people look and they go, "Wow, Brock Purdy finished second in the league in passing yards," and he had. 35 touchdowns and he had 10 interceptions and he averaged 9.8 yards per attempt. Then he's going to be the MVP. I don't know how many people, I don't know. And maybe it's a lot, but I don't know how many voters are going to look and go, you know, Justin Herbert would get my vote before Brock Purdy because he has to do more with less. (laughs) Okay. Lewis Riddick went on the Dan Patrick show today. And if you haven't seen that clip, um, he was basically talking about what Cam Newton said. Um, and I don't know if you want to talk about what Cam Newton said, calling Brock Purdy a game manager and even Dak Prescott, a game manager, like, <laughs> okay. Cam. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't agree with, with Look, that idea, I don't wanna... but Cam Newton was awesome. Okay. I don't, oh. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Cam Newton truther in that if Cam Newton was born eight years later, he would be the king of the goddamn NFL right now. Like he came into the league before coaches really knew how to harness a talent like his and maximize it. And he was still really good. Like, don't get it twisted. Um, I don't know how much ball Cam Newton knows. Like, I, I, and well, I don't, thing... that's, that's a joke. But, but, <laughs> I don't know how much 49ers football is he watching on Sundays? I also how much Cowboys think... is he watching? I also think if somebody called Cam Newton and offered him a job, he would take it, which is to say, like, there's some element of Cam Newton might be marketing himself against other NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, that's right. Because he still might want to play. Um, But Lewis Riddick made the point that, that basically like we've been making, like, you know, we need quarterbacks to throw across their body into quadruple coverage into the smallest window to be convinced that they're a good quarterback. Whereas Mm -hmm. like if a guy's making the right decisions and throwing to open receivers, that's somehow less valuable. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Kyle Madsen from Candlestick Chronicles here to talk to you about Factor. Now, look, so I have this whole read in front of me, okay? And Factor wants me to to remind you that they're the number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. All right? Chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals. You poke holes in the top, you throw it in the microwave, two minutes, you got yourself lunch, you got yourself dinner. They have the calorie smart where it's like 550 calories or less per serving, uh, if you want to 
support your wellness goals during the holidays. You can do the protein plus meals. It's like 30 grams of protein. They do breakfast. They do lunch. They do smoothies. They do grab and go snacks. They do. I mean, I mean, you name it. Factors got it. All right. Holiday season is one of my favorite times of the year. And it is also one of the busiest times of the year. And honestly, like when we started working with factor, I was kind of hesitant because I had done a, a meal prep service before and it was not it was not my favorite thing. And Factor was really freaking good, man. I got Indian butter chicken. I got green pepper and beef casserole, sun-dried tomato chicken, turkey chili and zucchini. <clears throat> I'm not a vegan, but I got two vegan meals, three bean vegan chili, and roasted tomato and feta cavatappi. All bangers. They were all so good, dude. I was blown away by how good, and I'm not, this is, again, this is not, like, they didn't tell me to, <laughs> the, the read does not say all bang. Like, I'm just telling you, I'm ignoring the read now. I was, I was blown away by how good Factor is. <clears throat> I ordered more right away. I was like, I need, I need this. It's super easy because during the holidays, I've, I'm, I'm out shopping. I'm out running errands. I got this holiday party to go to. I got that friend's party to go to. I got this thing to pick up. Not having to worry about lunch or dinner on a given day. I know the Factor's got me. It was just a huge help. They also, they have smoothies. I had strawberry, banana, I had mango, I had tropical fruit. All incredible, all delicious. Just a great way to start the day. I mean, I leave my house at 3.30 in the morning, opening my fridge, grabbing that smoothie and drinking that on the way to work. Super easy. And um, I really, really enjoyed my Factor meals. And I, I, I think you will uh, as well. Head over to factormeals.com slash candlestick50 and use the code candlestick50 to get 50% off. That's code candlestick50 at factormeals.com slash candlestick50 to get 50% off. That last part I read. I read that last part. The rest of it, though, not reading. That was off the dome. I love Factor. I rock with Factor. And uh, I think you will, too. Again, that's candlestick50 at factormeals.com slash candlestick50 to get 50% off today. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, obviously, this this isn't a talent conversation. If you want to have a conversation about the most talented quarterbacks and yeah, Brock Purdy's not that guy. But the MVP is a narrative award, is it not? Like it is an award. 100%. It is an award that that just we look back in history and it sort of tells a story about the season. Right. Like in 2016, nobody was taking Matt Ryan over Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Right. Like no one mm-hmm. looked at Matt Ryan as a better quarterback, but he just had a better year. And yeah. all the numbers are saying Brock Purdy's having a better year than everybody else. And the Niners are winning. And even the numbers that we talked to Aaron Schatz, we, he mm-hmm. says this is the best 49ers team in history from a number mm-hmm. standpoint, from a DVOA standpoint. Brock Purdy is absolutely a part of that. And that is a story of the season, which is why I think when you when you talk about like what the award is. Like, if we want to talk about the best quarterback and who you take first in a draft, that's a different conversation than Way who's different. the MVP of the NFL right now. It's like the Patrick Niners, Holmes, by the way. Right. The, the Niners offense, the Niners as a whole are the best team in the league, and the quarterback is putting up historic numbers, and he might set the all-time record for yards per attempt. And whether or not you think Brock Purdy deserves 100% of the credit or 2% of the credit for that, like, that's in my opinion, what would be recognized if he did win the MVP is just like what this offense is doing. Yep. yep. Because you can't like, an, or give Kyle Shanahan coach of the year, which he's probably not going to get either. Right. He's definitely right. Not. Like no chance. No chance. So, of getting that. too so talented. team's too good. 
And maybe maybe it's just the Niners win the Super Bowl, and that's a recognition that that's like ultimately that what matters, right? Mm-hmm. And that's but if the Niners don't win the Super Bowl and we look back at this regular season, they finish the number one seed, and it's like somebody else wins MVP, it's gonna be like okay, like I I, I don't know. Man. I don't. I actually in in our YouTube chat, youtubecom slash Candlestick Chronicles podcast, or just search Candlestick Chronicles on YouTube or right there. Please subscribe and like the video. In in our YouTube chat, said personally, I think there's a greater argument for CMC to win MVP. I actually really disagree. Like realistically, like it, to to sit down and go, okay, what are voters gonna? Who are they going to vote for? I would agree that Christian McCaffrey is probably the 49ers MVP. But realistically, okay, let's go to a voter. A voter's not gonna go, wow, look at the way he warps a defense when he swings out in motion. Well, look at the way he doesn't create a ton of his own yards in the run game. He's really good at executing the Niners run game to, for a non QB to win it. You have to have a massive outlier statistical season. And that's why I think Tyreek Hill should win it. He's going to have 2000 yards and 22 touchdowns or whatever ridiculous number he's on pace for. Like that's going to be, that's, that's why I think Tyreek Hill for Christian McCaffrey to get there, like 2000 ish uh, uh, scrimmage yards and 20 ish touchdowns. Isn't gonna, isn't going to get him MVP votes. That's just I... how okay. So I have a question. Say Dak Prescott wins MVP, which he it seems like he's he's the favorite over Brock Purdy right now, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Say the Niners beat the Cowboys in the second round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. How how do we remember the MVP? Are we going to be like, man, Dak Prescott totally do- dominated the league, MVP, unequivocal when he has two losses to the 49ers, including one in the playoffs? Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of the more forgettable MVP discussions, right? It's gonna be like, well, he won it, but like we all we're all just in five years just kind of sh- shrug yeah. our shoulders, be like, okay. Yeah. It really MVP. it's here, here's our the and this is kind of where I wanna I wanna end this because we could legit you and I could talk about this for three hours. But the thing for for me is like all of this is going to come down to the next what is it, four games left? Mm-hmm. All of it's gonna come down to the next four games. That's if Dak Prescott has a dog shit game this week and the Cowboys lose and Brock Purdy has a really good game and the Niners win, he is going to be the runaway favorite. And if the Niners win out and Brock Purdy is really good and just kind of paces the way he's pacing and the Cowboys lose too, but Dak plays really well, but hey, you know what? The Cowboys are the fifth seat. It's going to be Brock. As that's what this is all going to come down to. Yeah. And, and again, like I want it to be clear. I'm not, I don't necessarily think Brock Purdy is should like is the MVP. I think, I I think he has a better case than Dak Prescott personally, Mm -hmm. given the wins that the 49ers have had and given how he's played in those wins. Yeah. Um, but like I'm, I'm with you in that. I think Tyree kill is probably the MVP of the league. I'm glad we're simpatico on this because I'd hate to have to like argue with you on it. No, I mean, but, but again, like the fact that it's Tyreek Hill, Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy seemingly as, as the three most viable candidates speaks to how down, like how down most of the biggest stars in the league are. Yeah. Right. Joe, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's hurt. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Um, You know, like, there, there's just so many quarterbacks throughout the NFL that you would consider in that discussion. 
mm-hmm. that just aren't there or having bad years or yeah. or years that we're not used to seeing them have like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah, weird weird season for sure. All right, I can't wait to continue this discussion because legitimately it's just going to change every single week. If Purdy this weekend throws for three fifty and three touchdowns, and Dak throws for a buck eighty, two touchdowns and a pick, they're going to be like, I don't know, how you don't vote for Purdy. Or if Tyree Kill goes and has three hundred yards, like Tyreek's the MVP. Given given how the Bills have been playing lately, if Dallas goes in to Buffalo and wins that game, and and Dak balls out, like mm-hmm. I'll feel I'll feel better about giving that Dak that award. But sure. like before the-, the Eagles game, and honestly, like you know, Aaron Schatz talks about the Eagles being the eighth team according to mm-hmm. DVOA. The Eagles defense has been terrible. You can make a case that Dak still hasn't done it against like a good defense <laughs> in a big moment yet. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? Like his his blow up came against a bunch of just terrible teams. Yeah. And then yeah, he played true. really well against the Eagles. And so, you know, I just want to see I I, I just want to see more from Dak if he's if he's a league MVP. Here's the last thing I have on this for real for real. Kenny in our YouTube chat said Lamar Jackson's number three on the list and odds. That's the other wrinkle here. If the Niners are cruising along and Lamar Jackson goes into Levi Stadium and rushes for two touchdowns and throws for two and the Ravens beat the Niners by 14 points, Lamar Jackson's suddenly your MVP. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has 16 touchdown passes. Purdy has nine more than him. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, he's averaging and... 7.8 yards per attempt. And I know... I'm not discounting anything Lamar's doing, but just from a numbers standpoint, it's, what are his it's rushing numbers? Though it's a tough case to make. Um, what are his rushing numbers, and who's his best receiver? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you've not done that. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Aaron Schatz is next, unless you're watching live. If you're watching live, case, he's not the next. YouTube. The YouTube video is up and posted. You could watch that on YouTube. Um, we're going to throw the audio into this one on the podcast feed. Yes. Um, Lamar Jackson, 123 carries, 644 yards. He has five touchdowns. Hmm. Um, so if you add his passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns, it's still fewer than Brock Purdy. Oof. Oof. Hmm. But hey, it's all narratives. Total. Not saying he he's not a candidate, but if he goes in and beats Brock Purdy, watch out. Yeah. Just saying. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, it's Chris and Kyle here with Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Super easy, super exciting way to play DFS, and it's just against the numbers, not against pros, sharks, or a million other players. It is you against stats. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections, and then you watch the winnings roll in. Super easy. And now with basketball season here, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. It's right there at the top on the app. Super easy to find. That's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So for example, you get LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 point combo of, or I sorry, a 10.5 combo of three pointers made and reception. So Travis Kelsey gets seven proje- receptions. LeBron hits four three-pointers. Uh, that entry is a is a big winner for you. So that's one of my favorite parts is is crossing basketball and, and football entries. I've been having a blast doing that. Uh, one of the things I love about uh, one of the things I love about 
prize picks though is that they offer apple pay for quick and easy deposit so if your boy goes on a little cold streak uh, i'll be back in the saddle very quickly and very easily let me tell you so <laughs> if you want to join us go to pride and i dude I, i'm telling you i highly encourage it uh, go to prizepicks.com slash candlestick and use code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. Dude, that's a great deal. Go to prizepicks.com slash candlestick and use code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yo, it's your homies Kyle and Chris for Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com is the website. They are the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. And follow them on Instagram at SG Lamb Chops because they have some really cool looking stuff that your bland ass boy over here is not very good at styling on his own. And so I pop over to the Instagram. I see how other people are, are dressing themselves in. Uh, maybe it's the maybe it's the wolf shorts or the lion shorts or maybe it's a pair of joggers or maybe it's the ash gray hoodie that you and I love so much. And I, I base my outfits off of that, and it always makes me look dope, which is the single most important thing. And it's also comfortable. It's also high quality. Yeah. It's super stylish. They're conversation starters, honestly. They also have kids uh, kid sizes on here, too. Yes. That and is everything's correct. unisex, uh, yeah. we, we should point out also. So yeah. um, no matter if you're a man or woman, these clothes will look great on you. Or a child. Or a child. They have children's sizes and a lot of their stuff as well. Use promo code CANDLESTICK20 today to get 20% off your order, or you can do it tomorrow or whenever. CANDLESTICK20 is a promo code any day of the week to get 20% off your order from sglambchops.com. Shout out to them. We really appreciate their support, and uh, we would appreciate it if you support them by going to sglambchops.com and ordering some dope, comfortable, high-quality clothing. Join the herd today. All right, Aaron Schatz in the building, the chief analytics officer of the FTN Network, ftnfantasy.com, uh, ftnbets.com. Uh, unbelievable work, Aaron, as always. We uh, we really appreciate your time, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. So I, I can can we start here? So I, I've I've seen all this stuff with the Niners and their their historic DVOA rankings, and I want to I want to dive into that with you, but can you, is there a brief explainer on, on DVOA that you can give us that's better yeah. than anything I could give? What is this thing? Okay. <laughs> yeah. take every play in the NFL season, we look at the success based on down and distance, and then we compare that to a league average baseline that is adjusted for situation and opponent, and thus you get DVOA. Great. That was very succinct. <laughs> <laughs> doing this a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, so the 49ers are are historically good DVOA wise. And the first question that comes up for me is like, we know the Niners are good and this and that. We can dive into that. How do you get historic DVOA data and how far back does it go? Uh, we go back to 1981 right now. We're hoping to do 1979 and 1980 soon. Uh, we have collected old game books. We have collected old video and transcribed them into play-by-play. Um, we recently bought some video from the NFL films people to try to do 79 and 80. Like we've done a lot to go wow. back and get, as far as I know, I'm the only person who has play-by-play from every year from the eighties. Dang. Wow. That's incredible. So that, 
that's pretty good timing, given uh, given the team that that we're talking about here. Yeah, so- you get to talk about a lot of San Francisco <laughs> years, and I think it's something like I don't remember exactly, but it's something like that they rank in the top five of DVOA every single year from 1983 to 1998, something like that. Wow, it's like a crazy, ridiculous streak. Wow. wow. So uh, I'm curious, like where, cause we've talked about this 49ers team having the potential to be maybe as good as the 94 team, just from a, from a pure talent perspective, obviously, you know, the quarterback situation is, is a little bit different. You had someone a little bit more established in Steve Young than Brock Purdy, but I think from a production standpoint, um, you can at least make the comparison. Where, where are you in terms of where this 49ers team ranks in, in its own franchise history. Yeah, I mean, by their... our numbers, this is the best 49ers team ever right now. Wow. I wow. mean, they won't necessarily end that way. You know, we'll see what happens in the last four games. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. You know, the 94 team was super hot, awesome in the playoffs. I think it was 89 also that was like super great in the playoffs. Uh, whereas 87 was really, really, really good and then lost their first playoff game. I mean, one of the things you learn doing this is that the fran- a franchise's best seasons are not necessarily the seasons they win championships. The best regular seasons, mm-hmm. I mean, are not necessarily the seasons where they win championships. You know, the Colts were better in 2004 and 2005, but won a title in 2006. The 49ers uh, were amazing in 87, but they won a title in 88 instead. Like, it just, it happens that way. Patriots, you know, 2007, but they won instead in 2014, you know. So, um Right now, we have them as the best 49ers team ever, though. Uh, and wow. um, and I know that sounds it sounds incredible, but they're just their offense is one of the top seven or eight offenses that we've ever tracked through this point of the season, and their defense is fourth in the league right now. So, are you measuring that relative to the rest of the league, like yes. where the 49 okay? So, not Every necessarily a direct one to one, okay? Every year is normalized, so the average for a year is zero. Got it. So right, the way no it works is we're measuring the offense of the current 49ers to the other offenses of 2023. And then we compare them to the offense of say the 84 dolphins, which is compared to the other offenses of 1984, not of what offenses look like now. Okay. Do you think anybody will ever touch the 2007 Patriots in terms of overall DVOA? They're so uh, far. If you include the playoffs, the 1991 Redskins are better than they are. Well, regular season only, it's the 2007 Patriots. So I don't know what would happen if we were able to do the like 60s Packers mm-hmm. or even before that. But, I, you know, in the future, I mean, it might I'll never say never, but yeah, that team was outstanding. So how, how much can you isolate quarterback play um, from, you know, in terms of like evaluating the 49ers and, like, well, that's you, the magic you, question, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you can't. I mean, you can't. You can try. Yeah. But I think that even uh, the pro football focus people would agree that the grades that they give to quarterbacks account in somewhat for the scheme and account somewhat for the receiver. That You can't fully separate like that. And that mm-hmm. gets to the whole Brock Purdy debate because who was number one among quarterbacks, among qualifying quarterbacks, so that's 200 or more passes last year, who was number one in DVOA? You tell us. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I was going to say Jimmy. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Right? 
So when you look at Purdy and the incredible statistics that he's putting up and the incredible efficiency that he's got this year, you say, okay, but then Jimmy Garoppolo was was not as good last year, but was very good. And then he went to Las Vegas and was terrible. So how mm. much is, you know, how much help are you getting from the scheme and the receivers and the, you know, everything else around you? Do, do you have an MVP vote? I do. I am one of the 50 voters for MVP. Yep. Uh, or can you say which way you'd be leaning or at least where you, where you fit right now, I probably would put Prescott first and Purdy second. Like What's I the think difference Purdy needs to, to be on the list. But because of that Garoppolo stat, I just really have a hard time mm. making him number one. It's just, yeah, I mean, he's much better than Garoppolo. But Garoppolo was so efficient. And then you right. brought him somewhere else, and he was terrible. You know what I compared it to earlier this week is the late 90s Minnesota Vikings. Mm, the late yeah. 90s Minnesota Vikings had four straight years where they had a quarterback rank in the top five of past DVOA. And it was a different quarterback every year. The receivers and the running back and the offensive line stayed the same, except for Randy Moss showing up in 98. But from 97 to 2000, you had Brad Johnson, and then you had uh, Cunningham, and then you had Jeff George, and then you had Dante Culpepper, and they all had outstanding years, one after the other, in the same offense. Hmm. But Cunningham you, was the best of them, just like Purdy is the best of anybody who's been with the 49ers. Okay, so this is this segues perfectly into what I wanted to ask. So I, you look at the Niners, and obviously they're they're loaded. It's Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, and we know all the names. The, it's not like the Cowboys' playmakers are bad. So no, how do you no, separate? But it, some of it is scheme. It, somebody ran a mm. stat earlier this week that if you look just at Brock Purdy's passes behind the line of scrimmage, he has like more EPA per play than any other quarterback in the league. Yeah. He does it just, just about every if level. You look at passes behind the line of scrimmage where he's not doing hardly anything. Yeah. He right. he also right? does like, it every level of the field though. Yeah. Like oh, oh, I'm not, and, yo, I'm not yeah. saying, I mean, that's the big difference between him and Garoppolo, right? Is the right. deep pass. Right. He's the best. He's been the most efficient deep passer in the league this year. Um, and Garoppolo didn't have that part of his game. So that's absolutely mm -hmm. a difference, but I'm just saying just that shows you just how much those passes those behind the line of scrimmage yak passes to like are important to the ridiculousness yeah. of the numbers that Purdy has put up. Would you so, uh, real quick real, real quick let me I want to I want to I'm on the Tyreek Hill MVP train is that a possibility if he clears like 2000 yards Oh, I'm to, like, like 23 touchdowns. 50 voters, and they're not all like analytics heads like me. Um, I don't know whether I would put him on my ballot or not. I, I'm thinking mm -hmm. about it a little bit and trying to do some work on like just how much can a wide receiver matter. I mean, obviously, he mattered a lot uh, last week. He went out of the game, and the Miami offense basically shut down. So, yeah, um, I will say, and this is not a you know meant any disrespect to Christian McCaffrey. I think I would be more likely to put Hill on my ballot than McCaffrey. I think that that's fair. Um, looking at the 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 DVOA rankings up um, at FTN Fantasy right now, the Niners are five percentage points in non-adjusted DVOA ahead of Baltimore, who's the second best team in the NFL according to that metric. 
Um, can you give us some context to what what that five percent difference means? Just how it's unique is it? It's not actually a lot, really. I mean, we okay. love Baltimore. My numbers love Baltimore more than any other advanced metric out there. Like I will fully admit, I am kind of on an island when okay. it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. But they have had some huge wins mm-hmm. over good teams, and their wins tend to have all the scoring in the first three quarters. They don't do a lot of garbage time scoring, right? So they're they're like legit thirty eight to three victories, not like twenty four to three, and then they go and score two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Like the um, when Miami beat Denver by you know with seventy points, a lot of that was fourth quarter when the game was already over. Mm-hmm. So you you have the Eagles, I think, eleventh. Um, can uh, can eight, you just we have the well, eighth right I, now. Oh, eighth. Okay. I think I counted 11 and not adjust anyway, but that, that obviously speaks to, I mean, that there's a difference there between where they've been in quote unquote power rankings throughout most of the year. And obviously the standings, what's the discrepancy between how the Eagles yeah, have just played? Close wins. I mean, like they yeah. beat the Patriots by five, right? right? They've had close right. wins against the commanders. They haven't had that many big wins over even bad teams, let alone good teams. And then they went out the last couple of weeks and they lost big to good teams, right? So we had them about eighth two weeks ago and then they went out and had two big losses and now we still have them about eighth. Like it's <laughs> it hasn't changed the, how we okay. feel about them. They're like the third or fourth best team in the NFC. I mean, subjectively, I would put them ahead of Detroit, but they're pretty clearly the third best team in the NFC and they were two weeks ago too, frankly. Is there ever is there ever a team that you see like week in and week out and you watch them and maybe one way or the other you think hey this team's really good and then dvoa just doesn't doesn't agree with that or vice versa is our team you're thinking man that's not very good and then the numbers flush out where eh, you know what yeah i mean i think this year the team that's like that is pittsburgh Hmm. dvoa is surprisingly copacetic on the issue of the pittsburgh offense partially because they've played such a hard schedule of opposing defenses it thinks their offense is basically average and obviously, mm. the point scored numbers don't show that. And when you watch it, it certainly doesn't look like that. But, mm. you know, DVOA is seeing something in the sort of, you know, that they've had it hard. They've had yeah. it difficult. Um, there's wow. a reason why they have a winning record, you know? Yeah. What's, what's the correlation between teams that finish, you know, maybe top one, two, or three in the regular season in DVOA and, and teams that win the Super Bowl? Is it? It's a shockingly bad correlation between teams that finish number one huh. and teams that win the Super Bowl <laughs> in the last 15 or 20 years. Before that, the team that finished number one won the Super Bowl over and over again. Hmm. In the last few years, they haven't, but a lot of teams that were second, third, fourth, and fifth. And I still look, I still think it's better to be the best team. Like, yeah, upsets happen, but it's better to be the best team. Like the team with the biggest chance of winning the Super Bowl is San Francisco. Like, I don't care that the number one team hasn't won in X number of years. They're the best team. The best team has the best chances. That's how it is. Sure. Is do, you said there was a, a string of years where the number one team won and then now it's been however many years since they have. Do you, do you think there's a reason for that? Like, are teams just getting smarter? Or is the no? I think it's, I think it's just random variation. You know, there've been some really dominant regular season teams, like the 2019 Ravens, that just went to the playoffs and lost. Yeah. Dang. Okay. What are you um, gonna do? You know, the Chiefs, <laughs> the same, the Chiefs in uh, 2018, right? They lost to the Patriots very close in overtime in the AFC Championship game. That's not a you know, the fact that they lost an overtime game in the 
semifinals is not a harsher on the stats, right? Yeah, right. So I'm looking at the at the offensive numbers right now, and, and the Niners are clearly first. They're almost 13 points, percentage points ahead of Miami, um, number two offensively. Can, can you give us some context into what that gap means historically? A lot. I mean, uh, San Francisco is the seventh best offense uh, that we've ever tracked through 13 games. And Miami is, uh, you know, where the second place usually is, you know, 22.5%. That's very good. But I mean, they're not near San Francisco. The San Francisco offense is just absurdly efficient this year. What uh, my Miami being at, at that far down is, is kind of surprising to me. And I don't mean that far down. It's not like they're it's bad. It's slowed down. It's slowed down from the early part of the season. Their offense has oh, slowed down in the last few weeks. It's definitely not getting what it did in the early days. So, so would you oh, oh, go, go ahead. Would uh, you well, right now? <laughs> I'm not talking. Okay. Um, it Like when you go into, you know, when the, when the playoffs are coming and obviously there's still a month left of the regular season, but when you try to forecast, or I don't even know if you do try to forecast, but um, when the playoffs start, is it as simple for you as, well, I'm going to pick the number one DVOA team to, to win the Super Bowl? Pretty much. I mean, it, cha- it, it it's different if the number one team doesn't have the number one seed. Because mm-hmm. you do have to account for home field advantage and you do have to yeah. account for the bye week. If the number one, you know, if the number three, t- if the one, two and three were close together and number three had the, had the one seed, then that's the team I would pick to win the Super Bowl. But this sense. year, I, I think San Francisco is probably going to end up with the one seed, and they're the best team, and they're my pick. So, if you had to, if you had to pick the AFC team right now, are you leaning Baltimore? You said you're a big fan. Yeah, of Yeah, I'm definitely leaning Baltimore, especially because that Miami loss to Tennessee made it much more likely that Baltimore will also get the one seed. All right, all right I think that's all I got. You have anything yeah. else, Kyle? Yeah, right. yeah <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. I got the Brock Purdy stuff. The Niners uh, historically, that was uh, that was awesome, and an explainer on DVOA that we can just replay when we bring it up. Absolutely. <laughs> You're welcome. That's Aaron. Awesome. Yeah. Th- thanks so much for joining us, man. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Definitely. FTNfantasy.com slash DVOA is where you find my stuff. And if you want to get all the historical DVOA numbers and all the splits for this year and all the like advanced stuff, you want to get an FTN stats plus or fantasy plus subscription. And that gets you all the advanced DVOA numbers. My picks against the spread each week. So there's no better numbers out there. Thanks so much, Aaron. All right. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Thanks, This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.